Welcome to episode number 64 of the Church Collective Podcast. In this episode, I had the opportunity to talk with Dane and Kane about life as a touring worship artist. Just a really cool conversation, a lot of great heart stuff, so we're going to jump right in. Here we go with the Church Collective Podcast, episode number 64. I kind of got a, a late start in music, actually. Uh, I didn't do anything musical until my sophomore year of college, huh? and uh, uh, was way more into athletics, really into sports. Um, but then got heavily involved with the campus ministries called Campus Crusade for Christ or Crew, and uh, really um, that's kind of where my eyes were opened that there was even kind of Christian music out there. I grew up in a small town. I didn't even know there was really contemporary Christian music, and uh, it seemed like you know all my friends there played an instrument of some kind, and we had a lot of worship gatherings. I, I really picked up guitar so that I could learned some really simple worship songs to be a part of those and just kind of fell in love with it, Um, got involved with the worship team at Campus Crusade and then also at my local church. And um, while also writing original music on the side, it kind of spun out of that uh, with a combination of leading worship for different events and doing, you know, small coffee shop shows and things like that. Hmm. Very cool. So you didn't start music till you were in college. I'm, I'm kind of similar. I didn't start music till high school. And like, wh- what was your response to like friends playing music and all that? Like, say during high school, before that, like, did your parents ever ask you if you wanted to like learn piano when you were younger or anything like that, or just did it feel like something you didn't want to approach? It was uh, honestly, I grew up in a, a town of 1,500 people, hmm. and I didn't know. I did not know anyone who played guitar until I got to college. Wow. Uh, the only musical instruments that were really in my town were, you know, traditional school band instruments, horns and uh, percussion, things like that. Sure. But um, I really, I didn't have any desire to, to join music in that realm or mm. be in choir or anything like that. Yeah. Um, but when I, but I always liked music. I liked, you know, pop radio stuff, stuff like that. So when I had, you know, an opportunity to, to learn an instrument where I could kind of do some of those or learn some of those songs that, that became really exciting to me. Hmm. Very cool. So when you started in college, where, how, how did you go about learning guitar? Like did you take lessons or, you know, pull from books or friends or like, what, what was your, like, how'd you catch up, I guess? Sure. Yeah. No, I, I was really, really blessed to be around some really good musicians. Um, uh, one of my roommates in college was a phenomenal guitar player, and I learned uh, uh, most of um, kind of the basics from him and then just tried to, to play every single day. And I, I experimented a lot when I was growing growing as a guitar player, just trying different chord formations or, or things that weren't you know based in technical theory, but just things that sounded good to my ear. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, so I, I, I would just kind of ask questions here and there. I never had any formal lessons or training but just was blessed to be around a lot of great musicians that i could kind of watch and glean from sure and how did you move into songwriting um that came pretty quick i mean even within weeks of starting to learn chords i i kind of had some poetry ideas that i had written down and then just put very very basic chords um to those and and kind of sang some melodies and um would show them to to my friends and they're like yeah that's pretty good you should play at a open night night at a coffee shop or something and sure. and uh so i i tried that and it seemed like every time i i did that it was well received hmm. and uh and just 
kind of kept growing in that. Yeah. So when were your first songs, like, I mean, were they necessarily worship or were they kind of oriented towards God or like maybe explain the process of how you moved into that? Sure. Yeah, they were, they were all, you know, except for <laughs> your, your token, you know, love songs about a girl hey. stuff. I, uh, they, they usually were all very focused towards God. I found though that when I was writing, I naturally would write more about life from a Christian perspective than corporate worship songs. Hmm. I feel like when I tried to write corporate worship songs, I didn't, it just didn't feel like it came out authentically. I felt like I was going to a lot of cliche lyrics and things that I, I just wasn't really that excited about. But when I was really honest about struggles that I was going through or situations in life where I was having trouble trusting God in certain things and just kind of poured my heart out, that's when I when I wrote the most honest and that's when I wrote the things that I was the most excited about, I think. Hmm. That's a good point. Do you have like an encouragement to someone? Because I know, at least for for the people we talk to, for most of our audience, they're going to be um, worship leaders, and and I know there are those cliche lyrics for worship. Um, maybe speak a little bit into the life of that songwriter who maybe feels like they're kind of stuck in trying to write worship lyric, like they're they're stuck with that corporate worship. But like, what what would you say to the one that wants to maybe step out a little bit in that? Um, yeah, I I think for me, I kind of. I got to a point where I just needed to be at peace with what what naturally flowed out of me. Hmm. And and I would find venues and find opportunities that fit that writing style and style of music. Because, you know, there's a lot of amazing uh, worship song writers out there. And they've written a lot of amazing worship songs, better songs than I can write myself. So I would rather lead a congregation with a song like that and then write stuff that more comes out of me naturally and do that in a concert venue or a special music venue because you know different songs have different purposes my songs uh, aren't necessarily gonna to lead uh, lead people in congregational worship but they might hit somebody really hard during you know a communion song or an offering song they're really going through a difficult place in life and they can relate to those those everyday struggles or those everyday topics hmm. And so I, I also preach a lot at my concerts. I speak between uh, songs and kind of share where the song came from, things I've, I've learned, things that I'm going through. And so I kind of, you know, I look at the different musical opportunities as different ministry opportunities. I love leading worship uh, in the congregational sense, but my concerts are more geared towards evangelism and encouraging maybe the struggling believer uh, and, uh, all based on life experience that that I think people can relate to. Yeah, that's really good. That's a that's a good encouragement for those of you that are listening to you know really hone in on what God has called you to do and don't try to emulate or copy other people. That's that's really huge. Yeah. Um, so what are you um, what are you reading lately? How are you keeping yourself inspired? <laughs> that's a good question. I'm not much of a reader, sure. <laughs> so, so the answer. Well, maybe not reading. What? <laughs> yeah. Uh, really, I I uh, oh I love to have deep conversations with with good good friends that are going through, um, 
you know, similar things. I was just talking to a friend today who's a worship pastor at a, a church here in Milwaukee just about, um, you know, how to reach inner city, um, inner city uh, ministries with multicultural backgrounds and things like that and having discussions about, you know, how does worship music and styles play into that. Um, yeah. uh, and But also just reading, you know, blogs by... Uh, guys like Derek Webb or Shane Bernard, I always like to glean from guys that I really respect um, and just kind of, you know, get their perspective. And whenever I get to do shows with them or run into guys like that, I love having conversations and just, you know, what what are you guys, what are you guys seeing out there? What What's inspiring you? Have you heard any new great songs that you've really been moved by? Um, but from a reading perspective, I, I really, I, I've, I've kind of stuck to... Um, just devotionals for my Bible, as well as John Piper. I've, I go through a devotional of his. Um, but yeah, that's cool. Why don't we talk a little bit about um, kind of like your your day to day or your week to week as a touring artist? Like, what what does that look like for you? Yeah, um, and how like maybe share a couple stories and on how God's been moving lately through that and in the project and all that. Sure. Yeah, it, it's it's definitely an interesting lifestyle and I never thought in a million years that 12 years I'd be I'd be in this lifestyle yeah. uh, but my my year to year looks pretty different based on whether if I have a, a new project out uh, we just released flesh and soul so I'll be touring quite a bit pretty heavy probably over the next year 200 225 shows in 30 you know 35 states somewhere yeah. around there um, and so that's very high paced, you know, four shows a week, um, you know, multiple cities a week. Um, and for years I, I traveled all by myself. It was just me in a van. Hmm. And, uh, and I was sharing some with a friend the other day, just how, you know, there's certain things that I learned touring all by myself that I probably couldn't have learned otherwise. You know, hmm. I, for about six, seven years, I literally only had the Lord, and that was that was it. You know, when I had a bad day, um, you know, he he was sitting next to me in the van, and and not my wife or not you know a, a good friend. Um, and then there were some hard things that came out of that as well. And and I, you know, I realized I had to adjust to be able to plant some kind of roots and have a community back home that I could that I could come back to. Sure, but that. that balance has been very, very difficult. Um, because in order, you know, to make a living and in order to really do what I, I feel like I'm called to do, you know, you've, you've got to travel. Right. And, uh, and, and so I'm still in the process of figuring out how to do that. Hmm. The, the balance between being on the road, being at home. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I was sharing with a, a my worship pastor yesterday. I, I I feel like I'm almost the most healthy in every single way when I when I'm actually traveling and that seems backwards. Hmm. But when I'm when I'm traveling I'm very very active. I'm I'm doing what I feel like I'm created to do. I'm constantly having conversations with people, I'm praying with people, I'm helping people. Uh I feel very alive and motivated, but it's those times when I'm at home where I have downtime and I'm more taking care of kind of the everyday business side of, you know, booking and marketing and all that stuff. Sure. Is when I when I find myself struggling the most spiritually. Mm. And so 
um, it's kind of backwards where it's like, you know, some people are like, you need to get home and you need to get planted and you need to do all these things. And, and when I've done those in seasons, I've felt the most, you know, dry and I felt like I've struggled the most. But when I'm really out there hitting it, that's when I feel the most effective, alive and in the, in the best place. Sure. Yeah, that's that's huge. I mean, just like we were saying earlier, like that really God wires each of us in different ways, and clearly He's created you for kind of like the the tent maker ministry, like Paul, sure. or like going out there and, and and doing it there. So you're, you have a worship pastor. You're plugged into like a specific local church there. Maybe speak a little bit about like the value that that has in your life. I know you're saying you you really have life when you're out on the road, but you know what what does that church help when you're when you're home? Yeah, it's it's awesome. I I've been going to the same church for eight years now, Christ the Rock Church in Menasha, and uh, I uh, if really it's it's for the most part just that normalcy of being able to come back to familiar faces who know me yeah. that can ask me how things went, you know how how can we pray for you, um, you know having that fellowship. I for four years I led worship there. Um, once once a month on on regular rotation hmm. and then when touring got heavier i kind of had to back off of that a little bit but i still you know very involved there very plugged in and it's it's been a, it's been that sending church that i think is very very important you hmm. know that that amount of accountability that amount of you know people will ask me you know difficult questions and things like that that i think are, is very important for someone who's going to be traveling a lot sure were you a part of this church um, before you started heavily touring, or were you heavily touring and then found this church? It was kind of right in the middle. I had been touring, and I had actually they had brought me in to do a number of events. And every time that I was there, I felt at home. I mm-hmm. felt like they were very welcoming. I really enjoyed the, the preaching. I enjoyed how they did ministry. And when I was looking for a place to kind of you know plant a little bit, um, I thought man, I'd really like to check that out. So I, I was I was driving from where I lived to that church every weekend about an hour hmm. uh, just to check it out for about six months. And I would, I'd pray during the services and just ask for guidance. And I really felt like I got confirmation that that's, that's, where, I, that's where I wanted to be. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. So, so, I mean, also very important that if you're going to... I mean, it's important for all of us to be plugged into a church that breathes life into whatever our situation is, and that that's cool that God orchestrated that to work in such a way to to like breathe life into you. There, that's cool. Yeah, it came at a really difficult, broken season of my life too, where I really was looking for family. You know, I was really yeah. looking for a place that was a safe place that was full of love and and uh, and and it, it really was a huge answer to prayer and eight years later i'm i'm, I'm still loving it very much hmm. so what would be your encouragement to the worship leader that's listening to this that maybe doesn't feel at home at their church or even they're a touring artist or they're aspiring to be a touring artist um what would be some things that you said you felt like you were at home at that church maybe speak expand on that a little bit like what what, what were those things that really just like okay wow this feels like this is the place i need to be yeah, I think I think one of the big things was is I, I really in meeting the head pastor and and having you know interactions with him, having you know honest and real discussions with him. I, I just felt like he was a, a guy that I could trust, hmm. and I felt like it was a guy that I had a piece about submitting to under his leadership. That you know we're not going to agree on everything, but I trust that his motivation is good and and that. Um, 
I, I want to follow a guy like this. And so that that was a big that was a big part of it. And then also just I don't know, it's just kind of that sense of that feeling of home. I can't explain it other than that, other than when I walked in the doors, it didn't feel foreign. It didn't feel like I had to be someone. It yeah. didn't feel like I had to put on a show of any kind. I could just be there and be myself, and and they they loved that. Sure. Cool. Well, let's talk a little bit about Flesh and Soul. Um, maybe give a little bit of the background on the the process of writing them and or the songs for it and, and all that. Yeah, absolutely. I uh, Flesh and Soul took about uh, start to finish probably two two and a half years. I'm a pretty slow. Pro- uh, I'm completely independent, so I, I, I do all the, the production and assemble the musicians and the recording schedules and all that stuff. And so um, really Flesh and Soul is, is just a, a collection of, of songs. I never go into an album with a theme or anything like that. I write a collection of songs that I like, and then on the back end look to see if there's any kind of theme that ties them together. And uh, with Flesh and Soul, the, the theme that that really tied them together was just that that tension between flesh and spirit, that tension of of, of day life of a believer, you know, and you know, going through those seasons. To be honest, some of this there were some of the biggest seasons in my life, um, and, and really a lot of the songs come from just a, a place of struggling and a place of asking God, you know. I, I need help. I need you to deliver me out of this. I'm I'm not doing well emotionally, and there was a lot of heartbreak in that season. A really difficult breakup, um, and and just you know, a, a song like Step Ahead, where it was just an honest kind of you know plea, saying, "Yeah, I, I can't really see anything but one step in front of me right now. I, I know that you're sovereign. I know that you're good. I know that you've got a plan, but I don't see it. I don't feel it, and." I'm struggling, but I'm just gonna I'm gonna submit to what I know is true and, and ask that you would bring me through this you know this season of life. Hmm. That's good stuff. So you've done you did all the production, all the everything for the album. Maybe speak a little bit to that. Yeah, I, uh, I I've kind of collected a, a a group of musicians that I really really trust that all do different styles uh very very well i have a kind of a rock guitar guy and then also an ambient kind of um weird sounds kind of electric guy a great drummer who's also got a a a very uh production based mind uh and then um, a session bass player in nashville jimmy lee slewis that played on the entire record Hmm. um and so i i kind of assemble my my main three musicians and I bring them the song and I say here's here's the song here's the basic map and then we kind of talk through you know what 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 kind of instrumentation do we think would would achieve uh, the goal of what we want the song to, to communicate and then kind of mess with the the map a little bit verse chorus bridge orders things like that um, and then we build from rhythm on so we build kind of the the bass and drums part to that and then we kind of layer uh, the more melodic leads and kind of sugar stuff after that. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. As always, head over to thechurchcollective.com and connect with us. We want to connect with you, and we want to connect you with others. God bless you today.